Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 41 of the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast. Me and Hudson in the house today. Hudson, how are you doing? Doing fine, doing just fine. Are you glad Um, that I didn't have to ask you what number episode that was? That's a first. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. It helps that I was a little bit late, so you had time to research that answer. But do you want to be proud of me? Because I I didn't look it up. I'm so proud of you. It. I'm so proud of you, Glenn. Man, you, every day you just make me more proud. You impress me. Um, it's like watching my little son grow up. That I definitely have. Gosh, um, keep telling me. Keep telling me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, you're also you're so handsome. And oh gosh! All right, stop. I'm blushing now. You're my hands. You're Hudson's handsome little boy, aren't you? <laughs> oh gosh, dang it! <laughs> First we got into COVID and stuff, and now we're getting into this realm. Good thing it's not censored, you know. Uh, Good thing we're not homophobic. That's right. <laughs> well, you are, but uh, anyway, today we have a special guest on the line. Someone that uh, maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, but his name is Samuel Adams, and he is my brother. Sam, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing doing swell, sitting out in my hot garage, but I'm doing good. Did you hear that, folks? He's hotboxing in his garage right now, live yeah, on the podcast. Me. You know, <laughs> you know me, cheech and chonging it out here, toking it up. That's good. That's a good time. Um, yeah. I told him, find somewhere as quiet as you can be. And of course, the only way that he can find that is in the heat right now. So I hope you're, you've got some hydration out there. You know, I do. Okay. How hot is it down there? It is not as hot as it has been. Uh, on my way home from work, my truck said it was 102, but a few weeks ago, God. a few weeks ago, leaving work, it said it was 123. So. What We're doing uh, doing much wow. better. I I think it, you want to throw up. What was it like? I mean, it was one of the wettest like Junes or Julys like ever in Oklahoma, and then, dude, here we are. It's the end of September. And it's rained once since June. So, but you can count on yeah, the state fair to bring some rain in. It's it's been wet for y'all down here in Dallas. I can uh, I can step out in my backyard and my backyard's all cracked apart. There's some cracks out there that look like the Grand Freaking Canyon. Roll my ankle <laughs> in one of them things. Holy cow! Like like literally, it's just broken in half. Like there's just holes yeah, in the ground. Just, I mean, it's just splitting splitting apart. The yard's so dry. I mean, my chickens go to go to start scratching out there and they start filing down their nails. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, Sam's yeah. Sam's got a certified yard of barn animals in his backyard right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, I've got three Rhode Island red hens, two Plymouth Rock hens, three African geese, and two Campbell ducks, and some Campbell's Dang. chicken noodle soup. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just learned this, but isn't I heard? I don't know if this was a true video or not. I saw it on Instagram, but. Apparently, the Plymouth Rock is, like, not very big. Have you guys ever seen a picture of the Plymouth Rock? No. I cannot say that I have. I'm gonna. I'm Googling it right now to see, but you guys should look it up because 
It's like it's not big. It's like smaller than me. I I mean I guess I guess it's not called the Plymouth Boulder. Sure. I mean I guess we should have known. <laughs> but also but also yeah, in my mind I'm picturing like a garage door sized kind of thing maybe. Yeah, I mean like you're picturing the apple and the pear from the Wichita Mountains or something, you know? Mm-hmm. You're you're not picturing I don't you're toddler's tricycle or something but good grief anyway it's just something i learned recently but here we are we're not here to talk about the plymouth plymouth rock we're here to talk about some hunting right oh wait before we get into oh it, yeah when don't we have to hit our make a wish thing yeah and we got one we got a response <laughs> oh did we really yeah and i'm gonna tell you it wasn't very good so sam here's a question just to preface you um, here was our question. If you were on your death, and it's kind of morbid, but think of it in the best light possible. You get the news, hey, you've got a month to live. What is your like make a wish, like trip, activity, whatever? So be chewing on that. Um, here was our our response. This is from Landon's little brother. And well, maybe I shouldn't have outed him because I talk so bad on it. But hey, we don't have to say which one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's only two options, and only one listens to this podcast. But hey, uh, he <laughs> here's what here's what he said. He said he wanted to elk hunt for a week in Colorado or go on a cruise with his family. I, There's something sweet about it. It's it's sweet. Yeah, it's kind. It's thoughtful. But I'm like. Anything in the you can do anything. You could take your family anywhere. You Be, could take your you could take your family spear fishing on the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, and you just want to go on a cruise, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, Dax. maybe. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I outed him, Daxon. That was really <laughs> a sweet response, and I appreciate it. And I I'm not gonna flame it because it's not the worst possible. But I just wish okay. I wish he had a little more ingenuity to it. This is sounding well, bad. Maybe I, found, he, I don't mean to hate on Daxton. I love Daxty. I'm sure there was more context to it that he just didn't feel the need That's to true. ride out. Like That's maybe true. it's a private cruise. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like you guys were saying, I don't know. And maybe he did have them destinations in mind. Yeah. But he was like, obviously, they're going to assume the coolest of destinations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and, yeah, and like, maybe like a cruise down the Nile River in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Or that maybe it's like one of those. The Bruce Wayne, like when he took off with the uh, Russian ballet or whatever, you know, maybe one of those cruises. I don't know. Speaking of the Nile real quick, I feel like I've told the story before, but my brother fished the Nile with a guide. And you know they have like huge, what, is it crocodiles? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. They have those huge crocodiles and their guide was like a 14-year-old kid pretty much. (laughs) Grayson didn't know how old he was, but he was like a teenager. And... Whenever they got a lure stuck, the kid would dive in and get it unstuck because he didn't want to pay for more lures. Mm. Can you imagine that? No, Can thanks. you imagine I'm good. just just diving into the Nile to save yourself a few bucks? Yeah, I'm not, just not happening. I don't, I don't really even do that in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be kind of a convenient thing, or it's got to be a, like a twenty dollar lure. That I know I can just jump in and snag real yeah. quick. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, I would do it if it was like a $500 swim bait, you know? 
Yeah, but not if there was a crocodile, though. Honestly, they can have it. There's a reason I don't spend more than $5 on a lure. (laughs) It's going to end up in a tree if I'm casting, so. Yep. You really don't have to, you know. Anyways, thought that was a fun little antidote. Yeah. Um, Glenn, do you want to give yours first real quick? Yeah, I would go fishing on the Nile. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, I know that wasn't funny (laughs) at all. Um, Idiot. I think, okay, I I really don't have a great one. I've been chewing on this for a while. I've got three options here. Um, First, and obviously I want to do this with the people that I love if it was my last, you know, activity or whatever. So, that goes without saying, and it also goes without saying they're going to have a good time, uh, whether or not they would or not. But I want to see the Himalaya Mountains bad. Like, I don't really necessarily want to climb Everest, but like getting to visit there and like maybe go up to base camp or something, that would be freaking sweet just to see all those mountains and stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. I know that's not the most exotic thing. Second option, uh, go down to like Bolivia or something where they have the golden dorado fish i've been watching videos on instagram of these guys fly fishing for them and it gets my heart absolutely thumping i mean it is it looks awesome so there's that and then my other which i know this is impossible but i would go like on a navy seal like freaking terrorist raid i mean if if we're shooting for the and that's assuming you know hypothetically i'm a navy seal kind of level character but just getting in, riding the helicopter. Gosh, that would be freaking sweet. So that's that. Those are my thoughts right now. What is there? Uh, is that does that a shame you guys are those high enough? No, that was that was really good, Daxton. Um, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Grayson. <laughs> that's a no. That, those those. I mean, those exa- those are exactly what I thought you would you would probably be going for. Yeah. Um, I'm, I guess I'm thankful I played into the stereotype. It's just cause I know you. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, um, what are yours? I don't want to say <laughs> court side at a Liverpool game, hanging out with, uh, whatever his name is, Jurgen. Yergi Papa Klop, uh, in yeah, well, yes, a a like all access Liverpool game at Anfield would be sick, like against like Manchester United. Okay, that's definitely one of them. Okay, uh, depending on yeah, but it also you know that depends on the month, you know, and if it's not a great month for soccer, uh, then. It would be it would be really sweet to just do like just the most luxurious Montana outdoors trip. Like, yeah. I'm I mean, any kind of hunting we can and like fly fishing, but like you're just set up in like a cush place, and I don't know, get maybe helicoptering into somewhere to do some fly fishing or something. That would be sweet. Um, And then lastly, I would do a 
European tour, Western Europe of historical sites, not exclusively World War One, World War Two, but I would just like and like do that with my family mm-hmm. and just kind of go through and um, see all those things. So I think I hit the big three for Hudson. Got a little outdoors, Liverpool history. Yeah, what um, what more could you want? Yeah, and all of those just depend on at what time of the year it is. Yeah, so. yeah, because if it's Hudson, January, it, you're you're not going to Montana. Hudson, Go if, ahead. Sorry, <laughs> Hudson, if if you'll remind me, I'll send you some pictures. I got a bunch of pictures of Churchill's war rooms in London. Oh, I got a I got a bunch sweet. of pictures. I've been there a couple of times. I'll send you I'll send you a few of those if you want. Please, please do. I love yeah, that. Definitely, that's sick. Well, Sam, what you got? That was my turn. Um, So the first thing that comes to mind is supposedly Loch Ness of of Nessie fame, obviously, has some great fishing. So that lock is, yeah, yeah. So that lock is a freshwater lock. And I doubt anyone's listening from Scotland, but that's not the correct pronunciation of a lock, but I'm not going to try to sound like I have a loogie in my throat um apparently it's it's fresh water but it has saltwater fish in it really somehow yeah that's that's what the guide told us i had, i haven't fact checked that or anything but apparently that's that's some good fishing um that's wild that's just the first thing that comes to mind we should probably uh probably circle back to me for my top three dude that's crazy i'm literally looking it up right now and i mean there is a website called Fish Loch Ness. And oh, it perfect. says, I mean, they do guided tours. Let's see. Uh, no trip to Scotland. They said, man, they see Loch Nessie every time. That's weird. Um, I don't wow. know what. I'm trying to look up to see what they actually catch. Um, it's looking like. They provide refreshments and life jackets. That's a good good start. Better than nothing. Um, I don't know. Well, I'll talk to my friend. That's a guide over there. You know, see what see what they catch and oh, stuff. Yeah. So, seeing the Nessie Alliance. Yeah. Oh, looks like they got some brown trout. Got some. Of, <laughs> I got some of those in the other room. I just dropped off. I was about to say, I can remember a couple of times out of like 10 killer, you caught a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't stop Gosh. following me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, uh, back to the real important issues here, other than Loch Ness and stuff. Um, you know, whoa. What? Don't talk crap on Nessie. Well,. You guys don't believe in old Sasquatch, so why would I care about Loch Nessie? Oh, whoa. Don't, don't rope me that. in. Do I? I don't know I'm not a, that. I'm not a yay or nay. You're I'm a, saying there's I'm a, a chance. We don't, I'm saying we don't know. Gosh, that, that's the truth. And I could experience something that would, you know, make me turn into the crazy Bigfoot guy, and I'd spend my life trying to prove it. So riddle me this. And I one. hope that happens. If you actually like you're sitting in the stand and like you actually saw like a Bigfoot. Like you are one hundred percent convinced like I just saw Bigfoot. 
would you tell, like, would you tell people or would you just be like, I'm I would not going to tell them I, because they're not going to believe me. I'd have, I'd have to tell, I would tell everybody that thought I was credible. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not getting on um, CNN and trying to broadcast it to the nation, but like no, you would tell I mean, people that have a personal relationship with you. Yeah. It, but if I, if I got a video, Dude, that's going that's going everywhere that it can. Dude, Tim uh, Wells did. A, it didn't matter. I have a story that I have not shared for that exact reason. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hit us See, with are you it, ready bro. For this? Hit it. Hit it. Okay, so y'all y'all are gonna think I'm crazy. Okay, so I have I have done a lot of traveling for work and for pleasure, right? So the feeling of me being in an airport surrounded by people that I don't have to talk to, I'm completely at peace. So keep that in mind. That has some bearing on this story. So the last time that I hunted public land, I was at Blue River, at the Blue River in Oklahoma. And my buddy Cody and my buddy Sean had just dropped me off or just, I guess Sean was hunting in the other side of the road and Cody was headed up the road a ways. So Cody dropped Sean and I off. Sean went his, went his direction towards his stand and I was walking down towards my blind. I'm at the sign. You guys probably even know the sign when you come up the hill and past the, past the pit toilets and around the corner there's a brown sign on the right side of the road coming away from the water crossing straight back that away about 200 yards in was my blind that I was sitting in. It's early December. So it's pitch dark and I get started walking into my blind and I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm the apex predator. I got, I got my bow and I got my flashlight that I'm like halfway covering so I can see my trail markers and stuff. And I, I knew that Sean was on the other side of the road. He was already probably almost all the way to his blind and Cody's gone in the truck. And I felt alone there. And then I make it about halfway to my blind and I get the feeling that I'm not alone. I am a hundred percent not alone. There is something there with me, but it's pitch dark and I'm shining my flashlight around. I don't see anything. I've already got an arrow knocked anyways because I'm just paranoid. But I got my arrow knocked. And my hands are shaking as I'm telling you guys this. There was something there with me. I made it about halfway in and I didn't see any of my trail markers. I had made the same walk the previous morning. I went straight to my trail marker and I followed them all the way down to my blind. I didn't see any of my trail markers. So I turn around, I make a 180 degree turn to walk straight back to the road because I had probably walked about 75 yards and I come out of the tree line and I'm like 300 yards down the road the wrong way from where I walked in. And I'm like, okay, what is going on here? So I walk back to the sign and I walk into the woods a few steps and I hear a big branch break. And I'm like, I think I'm just going to wait until the sun comes up right here. So I just sat under a tree until the sun came up. And then I walked back into my blind and didn't see anything the rest of the day. But every uh. every crunching leaf, every snapping twig, I, 
my head was on a swivel. I was I was in a camp chair, but I just kept shifting the thing all in a 360 degree view. I didn't see anything, but something was there with me, and I was not comfy. Oh, I hate it! I hate it, I dude. Hate I, that. I I hated it too. I will go back. I will go back and hunt there, and I've been back there to fish several times. It's it's not that I'm scared, but there was something there with me that was not not trying to be my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like like hair standing up kind of like like you mm-hmm. were alert. Yes, I was I, I was alert and I was my my blood was blood was pumping. I was on high alert for the rest of the day. It was not uh, not a fun experience that day. My heart is pounding right now. I have chills. My armpits are a little sweaty. That was stressing me out. Mm-hmm. It stressed me out too. The, the one of the most interesting things is you popping out three hundred yards from where you should have been. Yeah, because I was I was walking in what I was pretty sure was a straight line. Okay, there there wasn't like there wasn't a defining moment. It was pitch dark. It really was. So there wasn't a defining moment where I turned a little bit and then turned like overcorrected. Like I, the only time I, I only stopped and twisted my upper body. I remember doing this because I'm my, my thought that entire day was how did I get so far off track? And the blind that I was using was a spot that Cody had picked out for me because the natural grade of that land is just a, it's a really subtle slope. And then you get into a part where it kind of starts to V a little bit down closer to where I was sitting. And I was close enough to where I was sitting to where I would have had to have gone over a hill. At least I was pretty sure I was. So I would have, I feel like I would have had to have gone over a hill to get that far off course but I didn't. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how it happened, but I I have another, another weird question. Um, did you, were you checking the time during this? No, I wasn't. I was much more worried about what was out there with me and I don't wear a watch. So, which is, Okay, and I only say this because I know there's there's stories where people have kind of like their that that kind of like misplacement happens, and like they'll they'll look at the clock and like fifteen minutes went by that like it, like they didn't think that that time went by. I don't know. I don't know. I was just oh, curious because yeah, yeah. I. Cause I always see people, t- I always see people like mentioning that. And I was like, Oh man, like I, I know what you're talking about. So people will like misplace like 30 minutes of their life where yeah. they didn't even, they didn't even feel like any time passed. No, I don't, I don't remember feeling like that. I, I, when I walked in, it must've been about five thirty, and then I walked out and back to where I was supposed to be. And then sunrise was no more than, about 10 minutes away, I think, or first light, I guess. 
So at that at that time of year, that should have been about six thirty or so. So an hour, like I, I don't I don't really think that a significant amount of time went missing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Grief. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, and also, all right. It wasn't. We didn't have any strong. Do we have strong winds the night before or that morning? Uh, storming or anything? Any mm, not not strong winds. They, I mean, it might've been breezy a little bit, but there was no, there wasn't any storms the whole weekend we were there. Is it no, nothing weather wise where you would think, yeah, that could have reasonably blown all of my trail markers off. No, because when I, when I went to walk back in, I found my trail markers. So to, to somebody just listening to this story that doesn't, that isn't open to the possibility of, of something besides us living out there in the woods, it sounds like I'm just an idiot and couldn't find where my trail markers were. But the point is that I was not out there alone. That's, that's what really gets me. There was something else out there with me. I don't know what it was. I didn't see it. Frankly, I don't think I wanted to see it, but there was something else out there with me. I knew it. Ugh. I know Glenn's like shaking because I can just like, I just know he is. That's the worst line I've ever heard on this podcast. I just know I wasn't out there alone. God. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't, you didn't see a thing that day, right? No, no, I didn't. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. Uh, Sean was right on the other side of the road from me. So he would have been. 400 or so yards away from me and he didn't see anything either and Cody Cody and uh, Cody was about a mile up the road watching a food plot I think I think he saw something Uh, he saw a couple of does but nothing in range wow but yeah I didn't I didn't see I didn't see anything Oh, the church mouse quiet. <laughs> oh, I do not like that. Oh, wait, like that. They, were they actually, or like, were you here? Were you still hearing like squirrels and stuff? Uh, no, not not that day. There was. I, oh, I'm I actually a took a. Yeah, I actually took a shot at a squirrel the day before because I wasn't seeing any deer. Because some dude, this is what I get for hunting public land. Some dude walked right down one of my uh one of my shooting lanes oh carrying his carrying his self-climbing stand the day before i was like bro are you kidding me i know and i know it was a, i have a picture of the guy he came walking through at first light just bam 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 breaking sticks stepping on leaves i'm like bro come on and if he, so he would have looked around if he if he would have looked around he probably would have seen me but he wasn't even looking he just he just had his head down he was trudging straight out there so you and I you got it yeah you and I were talking about you were talking about you you and I were talking about getting skunked (laughs) earlier Uh and that was that was the trip that I got skunked we were out there we were out there for three days and I didn't see I didn't see any deer not a one and Sean saw a couple and Cody saw a couple but nothing that was within range Cody was sitting on a food plot he should have had something but 
I didn't see anything. Dang. Didn't see anything. Didn't hear anything. Nothing. Yeah. Well, the absence spoke louder than words there. Good grief. Yeah. Whew, I did not. A lot like of story that. to start the episode off with. Yeah, good night, <laughs> nurse. Yeah. I didn't mean to send us into a full blown like no, conspiracy I, theory podcast. No, but hey, that, that's not a conspiracy it. theory. That is, it, let's face it, everyone, you know, has shot a deer, heard about deer, whatever. But that, that's the stuff that gets me absolutely juiced up right now. Not necessarily in the best way, but I'm juiced. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Dang it. Lighthearted segue real quick. Uh, so have you guys, you guys heard of Skinwalker Ranch out in Utah? Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, they have a show. Yes. Have you guys watched that show at all? Uh-uh. I, I have watched it. I've watched yeah. it. Is it funny? It is. I was, I was giving it a shot because the owner went on a podcast and I listened to the owner talk about SRS, stuff. SRS, like, bro. Yeah. And, uh, hey, no free plugs. That's right. Uh, it wasn't free. They're paying. And <laughs> I so I so I tried out the show, and it cracks me up because his his like head of security guy out there, he has a regular name, but it, they call, everybody calls him Dragon, <laughs> like just straight faced, like, and he does not look like a, like a guy he would call Dragon. Like he looks like he looks like a guy you'd call like Jubal or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon D's nuts. <laughs> yes. Like, like the owner is like a very straightforward guy, and he'll be like, "Dragon, uh, let's uh, let's give me the update on what's happening with the with the cattle out there. Uh, what strange stuff have we been happening or has been happening out there? And like, but it's just the way everybody just says dragon so seriously, and it makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> They, they probably have to do multiple takes on that because they have they probably, they probably say dragon and then burst into tears laughing a couple of times before they can yeah. get it going on the straight face. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. But the show sucks. It's so well. What sucks is like they're definitely like trying to milk the dramatic factor mm-hmm. in terms of like how people are acting on camera. But I. Th- I do think that there that weird stuff goes on out there, and they are really trying to like figure stuff out. Um, and they all have like crazy stories of things that have happened to them out there, and they get a lot of like footage of weird things, like okay, or like, but it's entertaining for sure. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah def- definitely, definitely a good one to give a shot. <laughs> all right, I'm in. You talk me into it. I, you know I love a good supernatural kind of thing, so yeah. Well, I don't really they, love it, but well, I'm what's interested. wild is that's like UFOs, UAPs, skinwalkers, Bigfoot question mark, ghosts, cattle mutilations. What is going on? Native American magic, ancient civilizations. Like it's like all encompassed onto this 500 acre ranch, like. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like if ev- if there's a lot of things pointing that way, let's not rule it out. You know. Exactly. That's my that's my thought process. Gosh, dang! Well, you got any other freaking creepy <laughs> stories like that? No, I don't. I don't think so. Not nothing that's happened to me or somebody that I know. But Thank if God. I can. Uh, 
Yeah, right. If I can, if I can give a uh, give a short shout out to uh, the Lights Out podcast, they they talk about Skinwalker Ranch. I think they had two episodes about it. So, if that particular topic is interesting what, to you, then you should listen to that. Will you send me that whenever you send me Winston Churchill pictures, please? Yeah, yeah, you bet. I am. I've I've probably every week at work I'm putting in at least like twelve hours worth of podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I just okay go through them so i'm always needing more i just uh started gm for you guys so cute huh? oh perfect um yeah I'm, i crush podcasts at work so that's me too uh but i don't like listening to scary ones because let's face it that stuff hudson you know we've talked about it before but whenever we really got into all those uh search and rescue national parks creepy stuff man that i couldn't oh, go missing 411 stuff yes, yes dude uh. it's like they're finding kids in trees and like like people are disappearing where it's not like physically possible for them to i mean that in so many stories of yeah. people like like you not exactly like what you were saying but like that you know, are walking somewhere they've been a million times, you know, just going to the bathroom and then like, you know, five days later they're, they're found or they're found dead. And it's like, what on earth happened? Like, Oh, I do not in the staircases in nowhere. I mean, that was the weirdest thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's stay, stay off the staircases. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's, that's so oh, gosh, terrifying <laughs> to me. And can I just say right before we get off this topic of like spooky stuff this will be our first episode of october so right on theme congratulations yeah. guys spooky season oh, beautiful i love it yeah for maybe for the like halloween we have a, another creepy stories part two hudson nah, i think we definitely should because that that's a fun one what um, we need to do is have it in, around a little campfire oh, yeah a little fire crackling in the back little fire yeah, yeah, okay. scary stories. Okay. All right, all right. I'm in. All right. You just mosey on up here, my friend. Yeah, I'll start making my way now and Perfect. get there in a couple weeks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Should be about right on time. Yeah. Well, uh, let's take a little transition here um, to you kind of in your background, Sam. Growing up, you know, we obviously grew up with the same in the same household, um, but definitely did not always have the same interest. You always loved to like hunt and fish and stuff, but or you didn't love to hunt and fish. You loved to be outside with us. Um, you fished a little bit, felt like just because you know dad liked it and you were trying to be nice, but um, like really wasn't <laughs> a huge passion for that. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's kind of a, uh, it's it's kind of one of those things where somebody says, Hey, I want you to try this. And you know, at, at 11 or 12 years old, you're like, well, well now I don't want to do it since you want me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. that's just a, just a kid thing. And, you know, I'm grateful that I did come around to it because it's been the past few years have been really awesome getting to spend some time outside. And even if it's only half an hour fishing at the Amazon pond, that's around the corner from my house. You know, just being able to being able to be outside and enjoy it. Gosh, um, that I makes feel my like heart so dad, happy. 
I feel like dad didn't always hunt. I remember him going uh, on a couple of pheasant hunts yeah. as a youngin, but I don't remember him doing a whole lot of hunting, but fishing was an integral part of whatever vacation we were taking. <laughs> yeah. And looking back on that, looking back on that, I should have jumped in, jumped in on that a little bit more than I did because I have now turned into my father because uh, Emily and I went on a cruise three, four weeks ago now, I believe. And we spent three, we left out of Galveston, Texas, and we spent three days down there before we left at my request, just so I could do some surf fishing. So I have, uh, I have successfully turned into, turned into my father. You've changed. Explain what that is. Explain what that is. Cause I don't know. So all of our, all of our vacations revolved around, not necessarily revolved around, but we pretty well went places where dad could fish. And if we wanted to go fishing with him, cool. But if we didn't, then we went wherever mom was going. And now I have turned into my dad because I want to go and spend some time where I can fish. Is that what you meant, Hudson? I was talking about surf fishing. Oh, oh, surf fishing. Okay, sorry, I got, I got all the way. No, you're good. Um, so, surf fishing would be just me standing about knee deep in the surf, in okay. on the uh, on the ocean side of Galveston Island. So, Galveston Island has a bay side and an ocean side, and I'll walk, I guess, closer to waist deep and cast as far as I can cast, and walk back to the shore and stand on dry land, and then wait for something to take my line oh okay hudson's dream trip is pretty much what you're saying nope (laughs) Uh, hudson's scared of the ocean uh, terrified terrified uh we don't know what's there similar to what you you didn't know what was in the woods with you that day we don't know what's in the ocean yeah we've explored less than 10 percent of it and people still go jumping off of boats and into the ocean and in the middle of the ocean where they have no idea what's under them. I totally understand that fear. Thank you for not making fun of me, Sam, unlike your younger brother. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of mean today, I guess. Good grief. Yeah, you are being <laughs> a little you're, mean. You're spicy. I like that. A salsa dancer. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go that far. Okay, all right. I'll rein it in. <laughs> I did take a belly dancing class once. Ooh. That's true. I, uh, he's, Hudson you can put hire it on. one out for your weddings. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was my class. <laughs> another that was another my shameless class. plug. Yeah. <laughs> Hudson's belly dancing. Yeah. Uh, HBD. Just next door to some THC, baby. Sure, mm. down the street from TLC. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. Another dumb Dan joke. Uh, Dan joke. Nice one. Uh, so, Sam, you you uh, just now kind of getting into it and stuff. Um, I think your first kind of <laughs> – you can't pull it together, can you, Hudson? Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, your first um, kind of getting back into it, like starting to really like it and stuff was all those guys at work. Was it the striper that came first or the deer hunting? 
or both? You know, I think that it I think that it kind of came about right at the same time because we had we had gone on a or I went down there to meet them at the Blue River right after they had come back from a striper trip and they came back with an entire ice chest full of fillets. Mm. And mm. I was like, y'all were y'all were out there just tearing it up and they were like, yeah, we yeah, we limited out and then the guide let us take his limit too so you know they were coming back with i don't even know how many fish and i was like what that that sounds like a whole lot of fun because to me fishing was always boring because there wasn't enough action and when you're just ripping fish out of the water left and right it's a it's an adrenaline fueled good time and so i was like oh you know i think i might want to try that and cody was like well why don't you go with us next time it's going to be you know this much this much we're doing at this date and i was like all right cool sign me up and then he he was like have you ever have you ever been hunting before and i was like no and he said well you should i'm gonna loan you this recurve bow so you can start shooting and i was like i didn't really ask for that but okay you know <laughs> if, you, if you think i'll enjoy it then all right whatever so it turns out that i loved it and he said that him and a couple of other guys were putting in for a draw hunt at McAllister and I should chip in. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do that. So I chipped in and uh, we got drawn. So, so I was like, sweet. okay, yes, that means I have to buy a bow. So I went so. to, uh, oh yeah. I just, I mean, I, I really just dropped right into it. You know, I, we got drawn and then a couple of weeks later, uh, the wife and I were out in Yukon and obviously this is when I still lived in Oklahoma city, but we were out in Yukon and I can't remember the name of the archery store that's out there, but I was like, Hey, can we, you know, step in there real quick? And she's like, all right, all right, fine. So I walked out of there with, uh, two dozen arrows and some broadheads and a brand new bow. And I started shooting in my backyard and I was shooting every single day all through the summer. And then I think our hunt was actually the same week that it is going to be this year. But that was in that was in 2019. So the it would have been probably the second week in November. It was like right in the middle of the rut. I and, uh, I real quick just want to put into perspective for some people who kind of don't know about this hunt. I mean, there's a very I mean, you can go you can go years without getting drawn, uh, putting in every year, and so like getting drawn the first time is just like so sweet because I mean. It's just a low. I mean, it's just a low chance. A lot of people put in for it. It's hard to hard to get a spot. So, I just wanted to kind of throw that context out there. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm used to having this conversation with a group and not talking to people that will never be able to ask me a question. So, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. bad. I, sh- I should have thrown that in there. No, uh, and also, I think we've talked about it before. McAllister is not only archery only. But it's recurve only. So most people, whenever they're getting into deer hunting, go out with grandpa and sit on the back porch. And, you know, whenever the feeder goes off, they shoot at, you know, their first doe. And sorry, Brighton, not calling anyone out, but <laughs> like that's that's what happens. And so I've heard for, that story. For, yeah. <laughs> One of my He's proud of it. He's proud of this. And he owns it. And I respect that. Um, but like. Not only is it going to be archery, which probably increase it f- your likelihood of failure by forty times, 
then you multiply that probably by another 120% and that's recurve. You know, you don't even have the, the relief of those cams to help you hold the arrow back and everything. So, I mean, it's, it's a next level hunt. So what I'm trying to emphasize here is a insane. You got picked B insane that you're like, dude, I'm all in. Then C you spend the whole summer freaking shooting arrows. I can promise you that 99% of archery hunters do not do that. So then you do that and then you're getting to go, I mean, to a dream location on a dream weekend where the deer are in peak activity. I mean, that is, I mean, that's what it's all about right there. Yeah. And so with this being a, the other thing to add even more context, this being a traditional archery only hunt. So that's recurve and longbows. You can use either one, but you're not allowed to use a rangefinder at all. There is, you're not allowed to have stabilizers or anything on your bow. The only thing you can have attached to your bow, if I remember correctly, is your quiver. And that's that, that's all I had attached to my bow. <clears throat> so to add even more depth to that, you you don't get sights. You don't get anything to stay, help stabilize you. I don't even think that they allowed us to use triggers either. And I could, I could be wrong on that, but I've never used a trigger before. So I don't, I don't I, know that didn't really apply to me. I just kind of let that go. Yeah, I think I think I think that rule has I think that was a rule and it might have changed um to where you can I'm actually not 100% on that. Don't know why I'm trying to weigh in here. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. No worries. No worries. So, we uh, so I spent the summer shooting. Uh we come down to come down to like days before and I just I started like I don't know shooting like terribly I guess and I was like okay maybe this is just my sign that I just need to let it be until it's time to draw back on a big old buck and that's what I did so I showed up showed up there and uh, they so it's an army ammunition plant so you're not allowed to bring any firearms or any ammunition of any kind onto it so they pulled all of our bags out of David's truck and they searched through all of our bags. They searched our pockets. They hit us with metal detectors. <laughs> they pulled like half the stuff out of out from under the camper shell of his truck. And they were looking under seats, behind seats, in seat pockets, glove boxes, all kinds of stuff. So they were serious about nothing coming in. They wanted to inspect our bows before we went in there. Uh, all, all kinds of stuff. But we get in there and we get get camp set up. And then we got to go out to where we were to be set up at and set up a blind. And I went looking for looking for a good spot. And I thought I found what was a pretty good spot. And then my buddy Cody calls me and he says, hey, I got just the place for you. So he sets me up. I'm like 60 yards off the road in <laughs> a... I don't know. You could kind of call it a draw, I guess. It, I was up on the far side of it. But it was another like natural funnel where deer would come from a food plot that was to the south of me over the top of the hill, down the hill and to a little stream kind of thing that was in that general vicinity. And 
the first morning I saw probably we, we were seeing deer every every evening just driving back and forth between camp and our uh, and our blinds and they were I mean they were all over the place and these are big deer man big <laughs> 100 120 plus inch deer a lot of them were uh, I, it, it, I mean it's so it's 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 such a crazy place like oh it, it is it's it's just insane uh the the like not not just like the higher end of deer but like you were just saying like every deer out there like if you're on public land like you're shooting that deer mm-hmm. yeah every single one of them and these and they're just they're just roaming roaming around there as cars are driving by they're just walking past the cars right down the road sometimes not even looking up as they're walking and munching and then uh so the so that morning that i shot that deer uh i was sitting there and i was listening i heard a couple of little leaf crunching and i saw a whole little family of raccoons that was funny i had to I had to take my time really slowly turning around to see what was behind me. And it was like six little raccoons, but anywho, I hear quite a few of something coming up the top of the hill. And I was like, all right, here I go. And they crested the hill. There was a couple of does and a couple of smaller bucks and they kind of split around me. So some of them went to my left side and some of them went to my right side and they were all, I mean, I would have shot any one of them because they were all good size and this would have been my first deer anyways. So I would have shot any one of them if I could have got a good shot at them. And then this big old buck comes over the top of the hill and I'm facing east and he is just, he's just walking down. He's making a path to go straight in front of me, not probably not five yards from me. And as he starts getting closer every time he bends his head down I stand up just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit and I finally get stood all the way up right as he's broadside right in front of me and I pretty much just blinked and let that arrow fly and (laughs) I hit him I saw him take off and he's I, I hear him take off running and I realize now thinking back on it if my adrenaline hadn't been beating the inside of my eardrums so hard that I heard him fall and slide down the hill a ways. Oh, wow. But I didn't realize that's what the noise was. So I, I sat back down and Cody told me, he's like, remember where you, sh- remember where you hit him and wait 30 minutes before you do anything. And I said, okay, that's what I'll do. So I sat down, I leaned my bow against the tree. I took a big deep breath and I texted Cody. I said, I shot him. And he, he replies, he said, what? And I was like, I, I killed him. Cause I had just texted him about 30 minutes prior to that. He was asking me if I'd seen anything, and I said, I ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> so that that was probably a, probably a shock to him. But How close was he, that buck whenever, uh, whenever you shot it? He, he, was, he was probably five yards away from me. I was in a ground. Holy. <laughs> and you're wow. just posted up against a little cedar tree. Yeah, I, I, had, mean, a, um, I had a, a little triangle of trees that I was sitting in, and I had some... I forget what you call it. The stuff that a ghillie suit's made out of. Yeah, like a little kind of camo netting, cargo netting stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. So I had that stuff strung up about three, four feet high, and I was sitting in a Red Academy camp chair inside that. So I was 
I had started as sitting and then I was slowly standing up every time that he wasn't looking right at me. Well, I mean, that's just like props to you for, I mean, that's a, it's obviously a great setup of that deer just comes right broadside five yards in front of you, just how you wanted to draw it up if you could. Like, oh, that's yeah, awesome. It, I mean, it was, it, it was, a, it was a dream shot. And if I hadn't been practicing, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been as accurate. I would have shot too high, too far forward. It hit, hit him in one of his shoulders and he would have run off and I would have seen this big, beautiful buck running, running way off into the woods and I probably would have never seen him again. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Another thing, kudos on actually practicing shooting your recurve. Cause I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I I've seen every year I see whenever my dad gets drawn in and he's got to start practicing his recurve again. I mean, it's pretty horrid, uh, for the first, first couple days of him shooting. And it is very, I mean, if you're not practiced, it's very likely that you would, you would miss that shot with a recurve. Oh, Oh yeah, absolutely. And especially if you're not, if you don't do some kind of, manual labor or if you don't work out or anything like that so my bow is a 50 pound draw if you are not shooting that regularly you are going to get tired after about five six shots your your arm's going to start hurting and like me i was a mechanic and now i work in an office job so when i picked it up a couple of weeks ago it, it hurt a lot but you know you gotta you gotta get you gotta stay with it yeah Gosh, so you, you let this arrow fly. You hear, I mean, you're absolutely having this adrenaline shakes. You hear it slide down the hill. You're sitting there. You text Cody, and then, like, you're like, all right, I have to wait 30 minutes. What's going through your brain right there? How are you feeling? Uh, I was I was excited. I was a little bit worried because... I was wondering if Emily would let me mount him. Emily's my wife. I was wondering if my wife would let me <laughs> mount him on the wall. And I was hoping and praying that she would because you don't shoot your first buck every day, and especially not one this big. So I'm hoping and praying that she'll let me mount it. And then I'm just kind of like kind of sitting there. I'm listening for anything else. And I'm also listening to my own breathing can't believe I shot this deer. I was texting everybody that I knew that would be excited for me. And by the time I think that I started to calm down, I hear Cody tromping through the woods behind me. And we had the, had the whole discussion. Okay. Where'd you hit him? Which way did he go? Um, I took a few steps cause I, I, I remember hearing it, hearing the arrow hit him. And then I remember hearing a snap. So I had never shot this arrow, brand new broadhead I just screwed on, and then brand new Luminoc too. So the arrow broke. I never found the broadhead or the Luminoc. So that was that's $30 I'll never get back. But it, uh, I had a nice blood trail on both sides. I had good blood on the left side and a little bit on the right side, but, I mean, it was – it went – in one side and out the other. And so he left me a pretty solid blood trail to follow. Not as good as, Oh yeah. Yeah. Not, not as good as some, but a pretty, a pretty good blood trail for me to follow. And so we 
Cody was like, this is your first deer. You're going to follow that blood trail. And I said, all right, man, whatever. You're the boss. So I'm following this blood trail and I finally come up on him and he's laying there on his right side. And, and I mean, he's de- dead as a doornail. And I go over there to go over there to really get a good look at him. And he's got 15 scorable points. And <laughs> I, I drug, I drug him myself about halfway out and then Cody grabbed his other antler and helped me get him the rest of the way out there. But uh, I had, I called called in and it took, took all three of us to get him in the bed of the truck. I got him back to camp and they scored him. He was a, he's a non-typical buck. So there was some kind of deductions there. I don't really know how all that scoring stuff works, but he was right about 150 inches if I remember correctly. But when they, when they scored him, they took like over 30 inches off because he had weird drop tines growing out this way, that way, the other. So yeah, like his, so he was gross, whatever, like the is bigger than the official whatever net. Is that right? Or is it opposite? I don't remember, but so he was just under the marker for you to get like the, the stone out there. Yeah, for me to get a rock out there. And everybody that I was with was really mad. They were like, you deserve a rock for that. And I was like, I know I deserve a rock for that, but I just killed this monster buck for my very first deer. Are you kidding me? I'm on cloud freaking nine right now. Yeah, yeah. You cannot take this high away from me. You cannot do it. <laughs> I'm grinning so, here to uh, I I walked back, to, walked back to the tent and grabbed a couple extra water bottles and went straight back out there. And I didn't see... I saw a few more deer out there, but nothing that was close enough for me to get a good shot at. Gosh! And he's uh, he's hanging on hanging on the wall in in my uh, di- I guess you could call it my dining room now. But makes me so happy, so so what happy. Fir- I mean, I mean, what a first deer! Like, it's just so sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so you can't, cool. you can't, you can't ride it. You cannot ride it. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and every, when I started posting pictures of him, everybody's like, oh, you are, you're ruined. You'll never kill another deer like that again. And I'm like, I don't care. I already killed a deer like this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. need to kill another monster. <laughs> yeah. I already got one. So what's your, uh, your advice if someone's like, man, I'm kind of like interested in, Getting to try out deer hunting. What what are you telling them? Go go to your local archery shop and find the oldest guy behind the counter and get him talking. <laughs> because he he knows he knows what equipment that you're gonna need. He's probably a pretty honest dude if it's a local shop. He knows he knows what you're gonna need and they can get you set up. Like they they measured my draw like when I went and bought my bow, they measured my draw length. They gave me recommendations on what weight of shafts I should buy and what weight of broadheads I should use and field points and stuff like that. The prices, last time I checked, they seem pretty close to the same across the board as far as what I was looking at. So the price doesn't really seem to play into where I would shop too much, but go to your local archery shop, get the oldest guy in there talking He's going to know all the tips and tricks because he's probably been working at that archery shop for longer than you've been alive. Probably. So 
go talk to him and look for look for your local public lands look at anywhere you can put in for a draw hunt as long as it's not like a one-time deal like i know the elk hunts at the wichita mountains those are a literal once in a lifetime hunt you only get drawn for those once yeah yeah hold off Last on I that looked. one until you've hunted a few years and just to make sure that it's worth it for your one trip yeah so just just check the check the regulations with with draw hunts but i mean watch videos get yourself fired up about it and practice 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 they all say uh, aim small shoot small or aim small miss small i hope you can edit that out <laughs> no i'm leaving it chris kyle will be proud of you chris kyle will be proud of me that's right <laughs> Gosh, dang it, dude. That is my favorite thing ever. I was, I've never been before you kind of came and you're like, dude, I, I just got drawn for this hunt. And I was like, all right, come over. And I opened up the tub of hunting stuff and I was like, just whatever you can fit in, you bring all this crap because you're going to need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so I was so excited whenever you sent me that picture. Still, I've never even seen a deer of third of that size. And, person until dad's last year but so so you know, awesome you, you know how they make my uncle home a big old corn-fed deer yeah well we don't need to tell everyone <laughs> no. <laughs> so now they eat corn out of the cornfields don't worry yeah <laughs> right right not any not feeders. piles no right right yeah. <laughs> big and jay never heard yeah. of her mm-hmm I dang it! I was about to say something, and I completely, completely forgot. Well, that's all right. Oh, I was gonna say no. I was gonna say I remember whenever you shot that deer because I'm pretty sure Glenn started his text out just laughing, and then I said what, and he said my brother just killed the biggest deer I've ever seen, <laughs> and I and like and he had told me you were out there like you know, like first like first, uh you know. Was that your very first like archery hunt too? Like, yeah, yeah, that was my that was my very first archery hunt. I'd been out to the land with Dad and Tim and Glenn uh, before, but I had never like the I, I was just I was just out there to hang out. I wasn't out there yeah. to hunt, and I hadn't started shooting. I hadn't even hadn't even bought a bow or anything. I was just out there to out there to be out there with everybody. So yeah, that was uh that was pretty well my very first hunt, very first archery hunt, and uh I've been hooked ever since. Let's so sweet go. So you're going back in about a month and a half now. You've been practicing, you're excited, you're ready to friggin' rock. Yeah, dude, I'm ready to go. I'm I've got uh I've got the night that I'm cooking, I've got my meal plan. And I've got, I've got my equipment that I've looked through about 15 times now. I've got my bows, my bows all dialed in. I'm getting better every day. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's did uh, did any, go. any of your buddies get drawn in? Are you going with yeah. any of your buddies? Yeah, yeah. So we're so I'm with a group of four, um, two guys that I've been out there with before, and then one other guy that I used to work with. I I've, I haven't spent a whole lot of time outside of work with him, but one other guy that I used to work with that I know pretty well. So 
it'll be a, it'll be a good group. Is that going to be time. his first, his first time? Yeah, it'll be his first time at McAllister and he's a, he's a compound guy. Every time, every time we talk, every time we talk bows, he's always like, when are you going to join us in the 21st century and get you a compound <laughs> bow? And I'm like, you need to join me back here in the stone ages, bud. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's making an actual challenge, yeah. you know? Freaking yeah, comp- exactly. Archery hunters compound. That's freaking cheating. Long bows and recurve. Yeah, don't even get me started on crossbows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, uh, gosh, I mean, we we have we probably need to do a part two soon. Maybe after that hunt because we have a multitude oh, that'd be great. still to cover. You want to come swing back around after? Give us a post hunt breakdown. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for a part two. So okay. I'll be. Uh, anybody else that anybody else that knows that hunt i'll be out there no starting november the 10th so hey my dad will be out there uh last weekend of october uh is his weekend to go out there so he can give you a little i guess little scouting report yeah yeah definitely i'm uh do you know where do you know what section he's hunting uh not off the top of my head which one are you in Uh, i'm in boggy I actually think he's in Boggy this year. Oh, I gotta perfect. ask, but I'm pretty sure he's in Boggy this year. Definitely, definitely. Let you gotta let me know. Okay. All right, let's go. You're gonna get the scouting report. You're gonna probably. I think this year I'm expecting minimum of 175. Or I don't want to hear it from you. We need a stone. <laughs> we need a stone out there. Which we did we explain the stone thing real quick? Sure, we, we should do that probably. Yeah, we should uh, probably talk about that. Yeah, so uh and correct me if I'm wrong, it's uh they have that you can I have pictures of it. Uh, I'm sure Sam does too. We might throw one up uh for the Instagram post. But uh there are a field I don't know, field, but the, a huge like kind of clearing with uh, all these big stones out there, uh right in the center of like where the camp area is and where you check in and everything. And you get a stone if you kill. It's a you have to kill a Pope and Young, right? Hundred sixty plus inch deer. Is that correct? Uh, I, I thought it was one hundred twenty. I think the, it's, it's the number that high, sticks out in my head is one hundred and twenty because um, mine was one hundred and fifty. But then they that that was the gross or whatever, and then he scored below whatever was going to give me a rock, like just barely below whatever was going to give me a mm. rock. So I thought it was 120, but yeah, no, you're, should, it's, you're so chime in. So here right. it is: over 125 inches typical, 155 non-typical. Uh, mm. that's it. So both, no, so pretty I, much. So I, so I barely <laughs> missed the rock on both counts. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh well. Uh, essentially, uh, you got to kill a big deer, and whenever they score it, it's got to be big enough, and. You were just under the mark. Probably not, but per some rules. Uh, so and my dad got my dad's last year that he killed out there. Got a got him a stone. So awesome. Awesome. Need, need you in the field. Yes. Well, you know, I'm going to try my hardest to get get in the field. I'm I'm taking taking whatever I can get out there. But I, that's what I said last time I was there and I ended up killing a monster. So. 
Well, and at the bare minimum, I think they still have the thing going down where it's uh, you kill a doe, you you're invited back automatically next year because uh, I think the doe population's too big right now. So yeah, everybody to, uses everybody uses this thing as a trophy hunt, and that's that's not what it is. This is just it's just a hunt. If you get a trophy, that's awesome. But yeah, that that's that that's going to be. I, I'm going to end up shooting off on a tangent on that one. But <laughs> yeah, I'm. I would rather be invited back next year than have a rock, but either one yes. would be pretty cool. That's a good point. For sure. That's a good point. Well, hey, I'm going to wrap it up here before we get going on another three-hour tangent. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry, so Chill. sue me. Um, but, I Sam, seriously, you. thanks for coming on filling us in on t- I was not expecting yeah, well, the Blue River story. That that was oh, awesome. Man. And then to hear about this freaking borderline pope and young monstrosity this was a good this was a good podcast this gets me fired up so thank you well thanks for having me guys i appreciate it yeah i look forward to the post hunt recap yeah we want it oh yeah um well yeah we'll we'll wrap it up you have any final thoughts anything you want to throw in there sam no i i don't i don't think so you know me i could yeah, up all night, so no. I don't have uh, don't have any have anything really uh, super relevant to jump back in with. Sounds good, Hudson. Um, get ready uh, for a bunch of deer content coming your way. Uh, ideally, that's how it'll go. Yeah, ideally if for you, you if there's a if Starting. there's a lack of deer content, just know that I'm in a dark place. And probably so is Landon and most other people that we know. And Gibson and Daxton. And so, Gibson, yeah. I will hopefully be posting a lot of duck hunting videos. So, with my old man friend, I'm going to have to fill everyone in on that sometime soon. My guy, John, the goat. So, anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you are going to bow hunt this year, Shame on you if you haven't been shooting for the last couple weeks, but I guess it's better late than never. You should probably still practice now. So fling a few arrows, <laughs> um, get amped for the season, and uh, if you guys have any words of advice for Sam going back to McAllister, let us know. And final thing here, I'm sorry, Dax, and I feel bad. My heart hurts. I was a little hard on you, and I just want to ask your forgiveness. So... Uh, With that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out.